The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. It's like, oh yeah. The power of God come against you, Philistine. It wasn't his might, but there's something about the anointing and when you put on Jesus. Jesus is the way, correct? He's the way, the truth, and the life. If he be lifted up, he draw all men unto himself. That's what we do here. We put on the full armor of God, and we preach about Jesus. Amen? Amen. You, you want to be successful? There, start with those two. Right? But you know, we're in a new season that says, there's some things that I have to come out and be separate from. When you got saved... You didn't do the things that you did before, right? I hope not. I hope you felt the Lord saying, uh, not in this new season. Yeah. That, that isn't going to work. I've cut off that. The blood of Jesus has cut those things off, breaks every chain. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? Is he still your way maker? Yes. Is he still your, your chain breaker? Yes. Yeah. Even in today? Even in the perilous times, you see there's a remnant building. In the days, there's going to be a remnant that stands strong on the word of God, that knows their God. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to do exploits. They're going to, you see, we got to get the look. There's something that when David put on that armor, he goes, he goes, listen, uh-uh. You ain't coming against my house no more. Sickness, leave. Debt, leave. Oh, oh, you weren't expecting that one this morning, were you? Mm -hmm. Right? There's certain things that we got to be ready to put on that armor and say, I know it's perilous times, but there's a remnant building, and there's ones that know their God, that are not going to compromise, that are not going to bow down to all the junk, that we're going to say, we're going to pray. You see, it messes with people because they're like, well, don't you care? They're like the disciples in the boat. Water was coming in, flooding their boat. They just went through all kind of Bible study. They just went through all kind of stuff for, I don't know how long, talking with Jesus. Water starts getting in their boat, and what comes in? Fear. Fear. Fear comes in the boat. Even with all the teaching that we have, fear gets in. Have you put on your full armor? The full armor will protect these ears from fear getting in here. The full armor of God will protect these eyes from the fear coming in because we're going to have our eyes on Jesus. Amen. The beginning and the end. The Alpha and Omega. Right? right. Yeah. And people are like, well, don't you care that we're perishing? Absolutely we care that people are perishing. Absolutely we care that people are in trouble right now. Yes, but I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I'm speaking to the problem. I'm speaking to the negativity. I'm speaking to the false government. I'm speaking to the idols and say, not in my house. Come on. There's a different way to look at this problem than what some are, are, are presenting today. And even in churches, it's like, they're, it's like they're, they want people to be afraid. No, I want you to trust in Jesus. Right? In this day, we gotta, we got we to gotta be seeking Jesus. 
What have I been preaching about? If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. If that man yesterday and that woman, brother, we reached out to Jesus, we touched Jesus. The ones in that room were praying, believing. Had my son with me, had, had Elder Luke with me. We laid hands on the sick and we are expecting them to recover. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Do you, do you know that? Do you have your armor on? Let me, let me read you something. I wrote this down from a mighty man of God that you all know. Well, many of you know. He said recently, he said, believe in your touch. You can't, you're, you're going to have problems if you don't believe in yourself. If you don't believe that you're called, if you don't believe that you're, you have purpose, if, if your look is gone, are you a defeated look or a bold, confident look saying, listen, me and my God, with, with, without God, I'm nothing, remember? But when you and I put on the full armor of God, we're somebody. Amen. He'll not leave you nor forsake you. Is that what his word says? That means you're somebody. You have a different outlook now than those of this world that are running in fear, that are afraid, that don't know where their next meal is coming from. Listen, I know he's my provider. It's a, different, it's a different look, isn't it? It's a confident, bold, humble, yet believing look. Because you've got to know, believe in your touch. You see, we've got to get the look back. You may... Maybe you know a movie that I've referenced before about a man who, who fought all the good fights and his coach died and he went clear to the bottom and then he had a friend come by to him and said, listen, when you and I fought, you had that look. I didn't have it, but you had it and you won. Anybody know the movie I'm referencing? Time to get the eye of the tiger back. The enemy has come in like a whirlwind trying to kill, steal, and destroy the very word that's been planned in your hearts. Many of you got hours and hours of Bible teaching. Many of you have this book. Do I know all of it well? No, I'm, I'm still on the potter's wheel. I'm still working out my own salvation with fear and trembling, and I'm in his word trying to put on my armor every day and be strong in the Lord. Amen. Even in a time like this, especially at a time like this. Right. Amen? Don't you care? Yeah. But I want you to get your eyes on Jesus. Amen. This, this uh, enablement thing, now... Jesus was sleeping in the boat, right? He said, he said the disciples all offended. Don't, don't you care that I'm perishing? Don't you care that what we're going through? You know what Jesus does? Gets up. We'll read about it in a minute. He gets up and he speaks to that thing. Maybe we need to not be speaking about the thing so much, but speak to the thing. Resist the devil, and he has to do what, church? 
flee. So maybe we got to get that look back, not that feared look, not that afraid look, where we believe in our touch. Get the fire of God in you because you're somebody. Is that too much? Are you okay this morning? Because, because you need, we need to be amongst believers that lift each other up, knowing that we all go through something, but know that you've got, you've got somebody rock arm with you. You're not going through alone. You're not going through alone. You belong to a body of believers. Jesus is with you. He's in your boat, is he not? Amen. So why fear? Why fear? Why? Why? Even me. In 2019, 2020, 21, how many of us have seen fear get in the cracks of our boat? It starts coming in. We hear the word of God, and then what happens? The devil likes to steal that very word out of you and discourage you. It can happen to you just as you get out of the parking lot. We've been talking about in Second Chronicles in, in 20, uh, 2022. Yeah, 2022. Praise your way to victory. If you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't catch it, get on Podbean, get on the, get on wherever you got to. We'll we'll give it to you. Praise your way before the battle. Don't wait till you see success. Thank God ahead of time. I'm already thanking God right now for the healing and the belief that we prayed over a man and woman. I'm I'm already speaking it, saying, listen, I believe they're going to be well. I'm not waiting to get a phone call. I went there. We went there. The Lord went there. Believing in our touch. Do you believe in your touch? Do you, when, when your family member's sick, some of you are around sick people all the time. Some of you are gifted in, in other things than I am. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Right? Do you believe that? Yes. It's got to get in you. It's got to get in the core. Well, I don't know. No, that time out. We got to go back to the basics. You see, you can't build upon doubt. We're building a house. If the house foundation is cracked with fear and doubt, it's not going to hold. We got to fix the foundation. Is this okay? Amen. If, if my foundation is found shaky and I've not built it on a solid foundation, how can we build upon that and go out and lay hands on the sick and they recover? How can you feel comfortable when your wife is sick and you need to pray? Well, oh no. Right? I'm teaching my son. I'm getting him comfortable praying and laying hands on the sick in my home so as we go outside the four walls, He's confident and comfortable in his touch. <laughs> There's anointing on that young man. But if he's afraid or uncomfortable or distracted or doesn't have that look, not in ourselves, but trust in the Lord. I told a couple yesterday, I said, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding especially in these days. Can I encourage you with that? You see, I, I'm, I'm switching gears on you. This whole thing, this whole 
this whole pandemic, all this stuff going on, jobs and everything else, oh no, I'm looking at different. Let the water come in because I know who's in my boat. Before, I get real nervous if there's water in my boat. No. Stop. Stop pulling water out of the boat. Speak to the storm. Right? Peace be still, he says. Because he knew his authority. Do we know our authority? Do we know that we have power through Christ? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Strengthens you. Strengthens you. Do you believe that? That eye of the tiger. The eye, the eye of the lion of Judah, maybe. That look, not a defeated look, a confident, not proud look. Remember, God hates a proud look. A humble, but yet meek. Not weak. Knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. Amen? So, we were... Pastor was in Luke chapter 8 this past week or two. If you have your Bibles, let's, let's go there and let's, let's refresh. You get anything yet? Hallelujah. You see, it's time, it's time to switch gears. It's time, it's time to, to, to know who we are in Jesus Christ and, and to not forget who we are and to believe in your touch. And pastor was in Luke chapter 8, verse 46. And he was actually before that, but we're going to start at that today. And says, are you there in, in 8 and 46? Amen. And the word of God says, but Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. There's something that has to happen in you and I of reaching out to Jesus. It's been, it's been, it's been the common denominator that without Jesus, we're nothing. But are you one who's reaching out for Jesus right now? If I can just get to Jesus, I can be healed. If I can just call someone and pray, I can be healed. Believing in faith, Amen. will they come? I had a choice, didn't I? In my study. Oh, I'm reading the Word. But will I apply the word? Do I believe in my touch? Or have I lost my touch? Have I been so defeated and worn out that I'll let somebody else go touch? Right? But a man of God knew that where there are two or three gathered in his name, he wasn't afraid of his touch. He was, pulling, he was calling in more power. Because there's an enemy loose, and you got, you got to go in two or three with the full armor of God. Listen, I know I'm somebody in Jesus Christ. I'm not defeated. I'm above, not beneath. I'm the head, not the tail. Huh? That's a different way of thinking, isn't it? Because the world wants to put you in a box. The world wants to have you defeated. The world says you're nobody, but I say, and the Word of God says, you're somebody in Jesus Christ. Huh? Come on. Come on. It's time to encourage one another. I'm tired of this negative stuff. It's switching. You're somebody in Christ. Jesus died for you. He paid 
the ultimate price for you. All you have to do is receive that free gift. Why don't people want to receive the free gift? Oh, they'll receive a $1,000 bill, but they won't receive Jesus. And the water's coming in their boat. And all they can do is get offended and go, why, 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 don't, you, why, don't, why don't you care? We do care. We want to see you saved. Because this world is going to go down, but there's a remnant rising up. Amen. Amen. Who touched me, he says. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. In verse 48, And he said to her daughter, Be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Oh, we need some peace today. This, this turbulent waters we're in, I'm giving you the keys. Get you Jesus. Let the storms, let the storms come. Speak to him. Peace be still. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe. Hello. Jesus says, do not be afraid. This is in red. Only believe and she will be made well. You're going through something. How about we put your name in there? Do not be afraid. Only believe and Corey will be made well. Uh There you go. Pastor Glenn's rubbing off on me. Right? Right? You know, Pastor Glenn does that. He, he ministers at a different level than most. And it isn't about being proud. It isn't about being overly confident. It's about being confident in the Lord and using the Bible to apply to you and your personal salvation, your situation, no different than your armor that you're putting on. It's tailored for me. It's tailored for you. Right? And she will be made well. And when he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, Do not weep, she's not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. Verse 54. But he put them all outside took her by the hand and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Does that jump off the pages to anybody? That when you find yourself surrounded by people full of doubt and fear, and you're trying to move forward, and you're trying to speak to that wind and say, Be still, and the problems that are going on in your life, and you got nothing, nobody around you but people ridiculing the word. You get that today. Jesus is the word, right? What do we stand on? The word of God. Sometimes we got to separate some people who don't want to believe. Come on. Jesus said, okay, you're going to ridicule me. You're going to ridicule what I know is about to happen. I'm going to speak life. 
get out of my atmosphere. Get out of my circle because I'm about to do something mighty and great for this one or that one or that one or that one. When I pray and lay hands on the sick, listen, you want to be in doubt and fear? Get out. Because when I go to lay hands on the sick and you go to lay hands on the sick, we are going in faith believing that person is calling upon God and as ambassadors for God, we don't go in weak and timid. That's right. You don't go in with a defeated look. You go in with your armor of God. You have your oil. You trust in the Lord and you pray. Come on, man. And you believe. Amen. And you have an expectation. Yes. Pastor Burkhart used to say, expectation is the breeding grounds for miracles. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if he came up with it. I know he said it all the time. I don't know who came up with it. But it still sounds good today. Amen. You may be you may be getting stuff today that pastor said. You may be getting something I've said. You may be getting something that Pastor Summerall said. You may be getting something today that Pastor Glenn has said. You may be getting something that Pastor Gill said. Knowing your authority, right? It's still the word of God. Don't look at the man. Don't look at the messenger. Don't look at the style of the man. But hear the word. Right? Amen. Amen? They ridiculed him knowing that she was dead, but he put them all outside and then he took care of business. He says, listen, that's enough of this. Took her by the hand and called saying, little girl, arise. You know, it's time that we arise. It's time that we get up out of our mess. It's time we get that eye of the tiger. It's time we get that look back and say, listen, I'm somebody. Everybody's been talking negative to me all week. Everybody's been negative and always oh, me and what's all going to happen. But I can put on a smile and I can have a, 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 a look of confidence to say, I'm somebody. You can put me down. Go ahead. You can't touch this. Huh? That, is that not a different way of preaching the gospel? I know that'll mess some people up and maybe some people won't, won't appreciate it, but when you have the armor of God, that means that what they say can't get in here anymore. And what you're called to do no longer puts the fire out in you or like a, like a, a little plant that's grown and somebody just squashes it. I got little grass that's growing in my yard from the army worms that ate it this summer. I got grass coming up just beautiful. But if I tromp on it too much, it ain't going to grow too good. I got to let it arise. Get some roots in. Amen? Ah! Different perspective, different season, different look. Get that look back. If I do anything to you or help you today, getting that Strength back. When all the naysayers said you're not any good. Can't touch this. Amen. When they're negative to you at work. And they'll be negative to you. You go in on Monday morning and the naysayers and they're, they're blaspheming God. And they're putting down God. And they're trying to put doubt on us. They're trying to put fear on us. Now, not today. I think I'm done with that. I'm going to trust in the Lord. Amen. Huh? Amen. Right? The wife's sick. Oh, what do we do? Lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. 
Come on, somebody. Then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished. Oh, there's going to be some people astonished here pretty soon. Yeah. When, when people are living in fear and doubt, and they're saying, how are you prospering? How are you still confident? Well, don't you care that we're perishing? Yeah, but I'm going to lead the way. Somebody's got to be the example. How about you? Are you going to just succumb to all their negativeness and all their junk? Are you going to say, I'm somebody in the Lord? When all my bills are paid. When, when I've had a challenging year like you, yes. But the chains are being broken of debt month after month after month in my life. Amen? That's right. Because I still have a goal. I've got a mission. I'm, I'm destined to be debt-free. I believe I'm going to be debt-free. The naysayers can say what they want. I believe in my heart, just so you guys all know, you can believe with me or not, I'm going to be debt-free in Jesus' name. You know why? Because the borrower is slave to the lender. And I won't be a slave to anybody any longer. I may be a bondservant to Jesus Christ, but I'm not going to be a slave to anybody. This world is not going to have any strings on me. (laughs) It's a different perspective, isn't it? That's all right. Don't mess with some people today. Because I'm tired of this government oppression. That's all it is, is oppression, trying to put depression and conquer and have you just submit no different than that big old Philistine. All he's got to do is look big and bad and win your victory and say, no, 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 no. Not my house. Will there be perilous times? Yeah. Not my house. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Huh? Do you believe that or not? Okay. So he, he charged them to tell no one what had happened. In verse 9, this is where we're getting into the new stuff. You ready? You ready for it? Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. Somebody say power. power. And authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Hmm. So I guess the question is, is how much are you willing to receive if he gave it to us? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in him? Do you believe that this can happen? Because in verse 2, he says, He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So my question is, are you ready? Sorry, that's what the Lord gave me at early in the morning. Thompson, are you ready? Do you have the look? You can't go out and preach the kingdom of God, weak, timid, and defeated. Thompson, you can't go out and lay hands on the sick if you don't believe in your touch. Huh? Because you know what will happen? You'll stay home reading your Bible when somebody's calling desperately for a man of God to come help. And he says, ah, I picked you today. I could have picked anybody else in this room. Any one of you 
can lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. But yesterday, he picked me and my son and brother Luke. And he sent us to go lay hands on the sick. And we're expecting that they shall recover. But you can't, you can't go into an atmosphere like that not caring, not wanting, not having the look, or being timid on who you are. Ain't going to work. If, if the devil is in your home, living in your home all the time, and you can't resist him in your own home, how are you going to go to someone else's home? Right? Right? So it's got to start at, ministry starts at home. Have you ever heard that? Hallelujah. Are you ready? If you're not ready, what what is hindering you? Because I've given you enough nuggets this morning to charge you up to understand who you are in Jesus Christ. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You You are above and not beneath. Through Jesus Christ, all things are possible. Amen? Do you believe in your touch? When someone is, has a need, do you believe? Well, no, I don't want to pray. You pray. We've got to go back to the basics. You've got to overcome this. What's hindering you? Well, you're more anointed than I am. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. Right? You can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But you've got to believe in you. I believe in you. Can I encourage you this morning? I believe in you. God believes in you. Right? Do you believe in you? Right? Do you believe in you? Mm. Glory be to God. Go with me into Isaiah. We've been talking about a little bit in Isaiah about about, uh, waiting on the Lord. And those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint, says the Word of God. It's time for you to get your look back. You're somebody in the Lord. So listen, are you ready? So in Isaiah 54, verse 17, you've heard me say it, but it's time we get it in our heart whether you have a Bible or not. And the new, I've got the New King James. I also have the NLT to help you understand this verse. It says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And the righteous is from me, says the Lord. Amen. Huh? Amen. Now let's read this in the NLT. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. <laughs> Come on, church. Come on. These benefits, do you know you have benefits being a Christian? Yes. Praise God. Forget not his benefits. 
These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. You see, it's a declaration. Resist the devil, and he shall flee. You see, the devil doesn't play fair, guys. He can, he can use anybody that lets him in their door and has not put their full armor on. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers of the air. But let me tell you, when you are around people that constantly allow the devil into their house, you got to know, you got to watch for those that want to come against you and raise up a voice against you. Oh, they've tried. Haven't they? But you know what? I speak to that. That's a weapon being used against me. Those, those derogatory thoughts, those putting you down, those putting you down, putting me down, putting, well, they said this, they said that. No weapon formed against me. shall prosper. Are they formed? Yes. But you have to understand that it's not going to succeed. It's not going to get in here because I'm putting on the full armor of God. It's not going to get here and mess with my heart. You see, it's time we come out and be separate. You see, I'll love on anybody, but you're not going to continue to ridicule me because I'm going to put you out. <laughs> you see there's grace, and grace for a time, love on you, love on you, but if you're going to continue to swear at me, and cuss at me, and put my family down, and put what I'm about down, and put my family down, talk to the hand, right? At some point in time, you got to come out and be separate. Because bad company corrupts good morals. If the devil can get in with our own thoughts, we have to conquer that first. Because otherwise you'll forget who you are. Amen? No weapon formed against you. You need to speak that over your life. People aren't praying for you as much as you think. You need to pray over yourselves too. Okay? Can I just say that? People say, well, I'm praying for you. Come on. They can't, they can't even get, you know, I don't want to put them down or anything like that, but there's genuineness in the Word of God and people that actually will intercede. You give me somebody who intercedes and I'll take that all day long. There's someone, you, there's, you know, there's people like that. You never hear from them. They're quiet. They don't say much. But they're praying for you. Those are the people you need in your life. Amen? Because you never know the battles that have been won through prayer before you even got to that spot. Yes, amen. Huh? Amen. In heaven, you, 
you'll, you'll see for yourself how many angels protected you and you didn't get in a car accident. You'll, you'll find out who, who went ahead, the praisers went ahead, and God set up ambushes before you that you didn't go through what you yes. could have went through. Yes. That's why Cheech, praise your way. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Right. Praise the Lord and thank him before the battle you're going to see tomorrow morning. Get up in the morning, put on some praise music. As you go to sleep today, as you get a lay before the Lord, as all of us like to do on Sundays, especially if it's raining today, play a few minutes of praise music of worship and then go to bed and rest and feel good. Come back tonight at 6 o'clock and feel good. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen? Why do I say 6? Because I want everyone to fellowship a little bit. Come at 5.30, I don't care. Whatever you want to do, come at 5. Have some coffee, right? Because iron sharpened an iron today. Amen. you got to have your sword ready. And hopefully today I'm sharpening your sword a little bit by, by you recognizing the authority that's in you to use this word of God that says, listen, I believing in faith. This is one of my prayers of the morning. In faith, Lord, I believe, I believe in faith. Your word says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You've got somebody you're dealing with all the time. Let the Lord remove it. Either they'll get saved or they'll be removed. you got two choices. Get saved, because not dealing with your nasty self. Or you can move. Amen. You know, people wonder. They, they come against me and they, they say different things. And all of a sudden they're just out of my life. I don't know why. We've got bosses, supervisors, managers. People just come and go. I don't want anything bad for him, but listen, you're not going to swear at me and you're not going to cuss at me. You're not going to blaspheme my God in front of me. The Lord rebuke you. Right? I don't have to get in a fight with him anymore. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I had to learn. I had to learn that verse. We don't fight against, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but principalities. That's hard, isn't it? Because it's easy to attack the flesh. You know, I start praying in the Spirit. Those, those that come against me, those that keep talking, they're junk. All right? All of a sudden, they just go away. Are you getting anything yet? We're renewing our strength. As a church, can you get on board with me? Renewed. You see, we are the ones that hold the anointing. The world doesn't have it. So when we go out to heal those, first of all, we have to have a heart that's right for God. Trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Basics, Bible. Jesus is the way. He's the truth and life. Amen. And no one comes to the Father except through him. Bible. Not deviating from it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Believe or not believe, the word's still true. Amen. Right? Right? So... So here we are, these scriptures, pastor's been in and I've been in, and I'll try to wrap this up. We're way ahead of schedule, because the word needs to get in, and then I'm going to be done. I'm not going to go over what the Lord has me to give you today, but are you getting anything yet? Amen. Are you thirsty? Would you, like, would you like a little more to drink? Okay, 
is it's important because if you're not thirsty, then, then you'll just be content. But the Lord says if you're thirsty, <laughs> He'll provide. Amen? So, as you can see, my post-it notes have increased again. Bless Him, Lord. Hallelujah. You should see my other Bible. The binder's about ready to break. So in Mark chapter 4, go with me to Mark chapter 4. A well-known scripture, but I wonder how much it's applied. And it's a reminder for those that may be weak, need strength, need to get their look back, and identify the things that go on in our lives. And we wonder why, we wonder why people come and go. We wonder why why people get weak. We wonder why certain churches are anemic. Let us not be a church that's anemic. Let us be a church that's on fire for God, knowing who we are with the power of the Holy Ghost moving through in our lives. Amen? Amen? Amen. So in Mark chapter 4, and we're going we're gonna to go through these quickly, and then, and then we're going to end. Mark chapter 4, verse 1. And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables, and he said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground. Somebody say good ground. Good ground. Can I tell you, you're in some good ground? Let me, let me show you what happens when you're in some good ground. And yielded a crop that sprang up increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100-fold. I know what it's like to be in some not-so-good ground, which helps me teach you and let you know that you're in some good ground. This parable we're going to read as we jump to 13 and 20, and it's going to explain this parable and watch this word become real word in you and I today to guard against the weapons that come against us, the things that could come against us, these trials, these tribulations, and who's behind it. In verse 13 it says, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? And he explains it for us to help us all out. He says, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. How many of you ever had an awesome service? And by Monday or Tuesday, you're just going through a battle of all battles. Because the Word of God is still true and it's still here to bless you. It's still here to equip you and 
the very words spoken in the first 20 minutes of this message, inspired by God for you and for me, that we go out encouraged and strengthened. And there's going to be one that tries to come and steal this very word out of your hearts if you're not careful. And I encourage you to put on the full armor of God this week because you are somebody. There will be people that try to tear this very word out of your hearts. And you need to be on guard. Not just this Sunday, but every Wednesday, every Sunday, every Sunday night. The word is spoken in your hearts. And there's one that comes to kill that very word and steal. That's his purpose, to steal that word and see if he can get you spun out, defeated, or whatever. Are you here? These, likewise, are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. You know anybody that stumbled when things start coming against them, they... A new Christian. That's why we, we have our Christian growth classes to teach people and say, hey, listen, you, you're born again, but listen, things are going to still happen. It isn't always peaches and ice cream and apple pie that sometimes we go through life, and especially today we live in these perilous times, that you got to get back in your word and understand that there is one that's trying to kill that and take you back where you came from. We teach that in the Christian growth classes because, because people, they, they think that just because they got saved, everything is all, all wonderful. And you can still go through hard times as a Christian. Amen? That's why you have a family of believers. That's why you have a church. So you can share one another's burdens. Many hands lighten the load. Right? Okay? Now these are the ones whose ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. Listen to me. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things, entertaining or entering in, entering in. Hello? Hang with me. Entering in. Entering in, entering in, entering in. Right? These things are things coming against you. The deceitfulness of riches, desires for other things. Enter in and choke the word. You're somebody. Don't let the world tell you you're not. Don't let your coworkers tell you that you're nobody. You're somebody in the Lord. Listen to this. It chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful. Remember what pastor was talking about? About showing forth fruit? These things, will you won't even see them. And then all of a sudden you'll, you'll find yourself going, yeah, I don't know. You let enough TV in. You let enough platforms that we all know about get in there, roll around in the attic. Right? It's good to to stay on top of things, yes. 
But you still have to have your armor on because if you let it in there, then all of a sudden you start acting like everybody else does. Right? I'm in a new season. I'm blessed. When you, when you meet Brother Luke, what's he say? How are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. He can have problems all week long. He'll come in. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. Right? Fruit in your life. Right? Verse 20 says, But these are the ones sown on good ground. Hello? Those who hear the word. Very important part right here. Don't leave this part out. Accept it. Can you receive the very word spoken to you today and go out encouraged today and accept it? Because if you can accept it and you, you, don't, you don't have any doubts and fears anymore, you don't have any doubts about your touch, about who you're called to be. Accept it. Accept the word of God. Accept the encouragement to be strong when you go out of this place today. You came in one way, but you're going out different. It's, I'm somebody in the Lord. Yes. It's not proudness. It's, it's, I've received and I accept what the Word of God says about me. How about you? Because these ones who hear and accept it, they bear fruit. That's right. They'll go out and lay hands on the sick. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? They will go out and preach the kingdom of God and not be ashamed of the gospel. Are you ready? You see, you got to know who you are. Well, I'll go with you, Pastor. No, we need you right side by side believing. (laughs) Well, I'll join in. No. Numbers are great, but I need two or three gathered in his name that believe. Amen. Not only believe in the Lord, but believe in who they are. And look what it says. They'll bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. How many of you want to be in that group? Right? You know, we're not designed, nor should we accept, that we have to be broke, busted, and disgusted to be a Christian. You can be blessed. You can be happy even in perilous times. You can feel encouraged even when the world is a mess. You can have a great weekend even though everything else around is messed up. Right? You don't have to live in the valley. I want to encourage you to lock it in four-wheel drive and get up out of the valley. So I'm going to close with this. Are you okay with that? Listen to what the word says. On the same day, this is in verse 35 in Mark. On the same day, so all this is going on, right? The disciples have been taught. They've been taught there's 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold available to them. They've been taught and spoke into it. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, I know the Bible is talking here about crossing over the other side and they're in their boat. But you know what I got out of that in my prayer time? Is that it's time for me to cross over 
from a land of fear and doubt to victory. Huh? That's what I got in my spirit. I don't know how you read it, but I, but let us cross. So in other words, you and Jesus, me, you and Jesus, let's cross over from living in defeat and fear and doubt and ridicule in the Word of God and, and all these stuff to switching over and crossing over to a new land, a new season of victory in my life, that I speak those things that are not as if they were. I resist the devil in Jesus' name, and he has to flee. Lord, rebuke you in Jesus' name. I start calling that word and speaking to those problems instead of, oh, don't you care that I'm perishing? Look what the word says. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? You see, there's power in the name of Jesus. Recently, I heard, I heard a similar story that I'm about to tell you. It's time to get that look back. It's time to, time to all in. You know what I'm saying? And many of you know that years ago, we were trying to make a major move from down by Brother Luke's to up here by the church. Didn't know it at the time that the church would be close by, but... We were, we were headed north. And the summer that we were working on selling our home, a tornado, they called it straight line, straight line winds, but we all knew in the area that something bad was happening because my roof was gone. So they can say what they want, but I was there and felt the roof shake and the garage all gone. So for me and my story, I'm going to call it there was a tornado. And I had a whole bunch of people. I didn't know what I was going to do. Storm hit. Me and Lukey were, were in his bedroom, hunkered down, praying to God. Lord, help us. And I learned something when God replayed this back in my mind, thinking, you know, I hunkered and covered, because that's probably a smart thing to do when a tornado is coming towards your house and the, warning, the, the sirens are going off. But I saw God protect my home. Denise was gone at the time traveling. The roof of my garage was gone. All over the yard. Swing set toppled. Trees down. Barn bins all gone. And the Lord protected us because there wasn't one shingle in that house hurt. House here. Garage here, 20 feet apart. Roof gone here, 
the very roof where me and my son are at were fine. There's nothing I could do but trust the Lord. I had a look. There was a look that said, I, I know I'm going through a storm. I know problems are coming at me, but I'm going to pray. I was hunkered down. I got it. Maybe I should have got up and said, peace be still. But I still knew to turn to the Lord. You may have storms in your life and you don't know what to do either. And all you know is how to hunker down, but at least get your eyes on Jesus. Amen. 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 The next day I had people like pastor and friends that came by. and People that brought tarps and people brought food and brought pancakes from our friends at the restaurant. I can still remember some things. I can't remember what I did last week, but I can still remember this. And it was a long, drawn-out process. I had contractors and had people helping. And long story short, we we ended up putting the, we redid the whole garage. We had to weed out the false construction guys that wanted to help me with their elevated prices. You know how those happen. You had to discern those that really wanted to help you and those that didn't. Amen. Hello. Mm-hmm. In your troubles and your times, you got to know who's on your side and who. You, some people that come to help are really not on your side. Come on. And some of those you got to put out because they're not on your side. I'm preaching a lot better than some of your amen. Because some will come looking like they want to help you and they really are just trying to get something from you. And that's what those people were doing. They were pretending to be helpers and supporters. And those are the ones that caused the most damage. Because then you don't know which way to turn. Long story short, hired a friend and God provided the resources. God provided the people. God provided a church family that came and helped. We had chicken and we're building this garage. And towards the end, we were almost done. And the pastor was there and a few of us were there. And I heard this similar story from another man of God that had to do the same thing. And at the time that it was going on, I didn't even think. I, would, I, I didn't even have time to think. But there was a storm coming, and we weren't done with my garage. And I'm like, this cannot get wet. I don't know a lot about construction, but what we tackled, this is not supposed to be, this is not good. I need to finish this. And in my spirit at the moment, I don't know what was on me or going on at the time, but there was a look that said, no, not my house, not now. And I'm up on that roof, and pastor's down below, and I said, Pastor, it's got to go. The storm cannot come through. I don't know what you guys were all doing on the ground, if you were praying or talking what you are doing, but I was praying on the top of that roof with the other guy, and that rain was coming at the house, and you can see it coming, and it, didn't, it went to the north, it went to the south, it didn't come near my house that day. And like, well, that's coincidental. That was just the weather being the weather. I believe in a faith that God moved that rain in my life, that storm. I could have hunkered and cried, but I trust in the Lord when the problems come. I spoke faith. You know what? I had a look. I didn't even doubt. It wasn't even a moment of fear or doubt. It was, it was like, pastor, boom. Poof. And we're calling those things, right? Rain didn't come near testimony not one drop we finished that roof got it got what we need to get done god is still the same 
yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You got troubles. You got things coming against you. Speak to it. Discern between those that are on your side and those that are not. They're going to have to get saved and get it on in your boat, or they got to get out of the boat, and someone and the Lord can deal with them until they get their hearts right and their minds right. And then I say, "Well, come on back to my boat. You're welcome to get in my boat, but you can't ridicule. You can't you can't put my family down. You can't put my family down." You can't put my family down. You're, you're hearing my voice today. You are considered new or not. You're considered family. Amen. You're part of the prayer chain. Amen. No weapon formed against us yeah. shall prosper. Say that, Say it. I don't know what you're praying, but this guy knows what it's like to speak to the storms. And say, peace be still. And I'm saying it to each one of you today. That if there's things going on, we're going to speak in faith. Resist the devil. He has to flee. Right? In First Peter, it says, it reminds us young people to submit to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And he says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Right? Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Listen, this man of God has shown me. Pastor Glenn has shown me. Pastor Burkhardt has shown me. Other mighty men of God and women have shown me that this young guy Listen, has to learn authority. When you learn authority in this realm and you learn authority in you, you can say to that wind, be still. You can say to those problems, be still. It says, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. And it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around about like walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour we don't want to leave out verse 9 resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world Stand fast. Stand firm on the Word of God. Don't let the enemy steal this from you today. When you go out of here today, know that you're somebody in the Lord. You've given your heart to Jesus Christ. You're a new creation in Jesus Christ. We've all fallen short. We've all, we've all missed the mark. We've all missed the big bullseye with the arrow. I got it. But we have a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and you put him on like that parachute, you put him on like that life preserver, you can get through every fiery trial. You can get through these seasons knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. 
stead, stay steadfast. Believe in your touch. Get that eye of the tiger look back. You're not defeated. They try to defeat. You're not defeated. You're not defeated. You're not defeated. You're not defeated. Amen? We're somebody in Jesus Christ. And we're going to trust in the Lord. Not as arrogant. Not as out of balance. But just knowing what God did for us. If He can part that storm for me, He's no respecter of person. If He can part that for me, He can part that storm for each one of you. Amen? Amen. God bless you. God bless those that are watching. Now let's just close in prayer. Believe. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the river, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc, dot org. God bless you.